Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Justin Rogers, Mr. Run DFF. What up, my man? Well, 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 we got some things to talk about tonight. We definitely got some things to talk about. I don't know if anybody else watched that game. I caught about five minutes of the game this afternoon because we're recording on a Wednesday. So it was like the weirdest thing going on in, in football this year. A Wednesday afternoon game that was scheduled for Thursday last week. But I'll tell you what, it worked out well for me on all aspects. <laughs> all right, we'll get into that shortly. And yeah, man, I, I was kind of excited about a game at 3.30 Eastern on a Wednesday. And then I realized that I don't like games on Wednesday at 3.30 Eastern because there's just so much going on, man. I had, Maybe I didn't have enough time to bake into the day to just sit there. But I, was, uh, I had my daughter at tennis practice and... She's five. I'm sitting there streaming it on my phone, but there's another guy trying to talk to me. So I was, it was, and then I got home and I'm like, I gotta, you know, make dinner and stuff. And so the fucking Christmas trees in the way of the, <laughs> into the TV. So it's like, I was, it was just, you know, games on Wednesdays at three. Stupid as hell. I was working and I was like, I'm getting <laughs> off of work and I'm like trying to stream the last five or six minutes on my phone. Yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to keep up with what the hell's going on. So. so I don't know what that's like in Canada, but maybe we could ask this guy that's uh, with us right here, Mr. At Dingus 4, Matt Donnelly. Hey, welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast, my brother. I feel like I'm just adding that applause and just to kind of add to the show that people actually enjoy my presence. Yeah. But we, we, we know that's not true. I'm just here because I'm, I don't want to get fined. But that said, <laughs> here on the west side here, I'm in the Mountain Standard Time. That game kicked off about 1.30. Uh, we have a kind of a mask bylaw kicking in with our facilities right now. So I'm hiding in my office. I'm like, I don't want, really want to wear a mask. So I kind of made sure I kind of hunkered down in the office, put the old cell phone up, put the game on. I sat there and watched the game and Kind of pounded on some keyboards a little bit to make it look like I was doing some work. But, yeah, I caught a good chunk of that game. And you know what? I probably would have been better off not watching it, to be honest with you. If, you know, okay, let me rewind this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When you know your big money league, you've already lost your matchup yeah. back on Sunday. Yeah. It's always bad enough that you have to sit through Monday night football knowing you've already lost. But then to sit through Monday night football, no football on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and you're still sitting there, you've still lost your last matchup. So you're sitting there like sitting on a loss. Yeah. Or yeah next all you want to do is hit the waivers or make a trade or something. Yeah, exactly. Keep your mind exactly. off of what happened last week. And here we are waiting for a damn game that should have been played six days ago. Yes. It is the worst. Everything's locked up. You can't really do much. You're just sitting there. I just want to see the standings. You know, I'm like, let's right. see where we're at, man. We're, we're headed right into we could see the, the fucking end zone uh, of the fantasy football season. And we got to sit and wait for his fucking Wednesday game to play out. But I don't know, man. RG3 sucks. How about that? He's terrible. Uh, yeah, he was, he was the number two overall pick in 2012. That's not that far removed. I mean, RG3 just looked like he was injured out there. Looked like he'd been playing the whole season. What, was it, isn't it a fun, like, last two weeks, the quarterbacks we've seen in your lineups? We, oh. We've got – we had the Denver Broncos and we had the – the Saints game, neither team had an actual quarterback play quarterback that game. You know what I mean? And then we get RG3 and Trace McSorley come in today. Uh, like The world is – our boy Sal Pal, he's enjoying this. This is what Sal Pal lives for. When you get these third and fourth string quarterbacks in, he's all over this. This is his uh, kind of time to shine. Oh, my God. Now, Sal Pal, interesting. He was on the uh, – he, he dropped in on the birthday show last week. Remember that, Justin? Both Sal's made it. Because it was a little fuzzy for me, since uh, we, were, <laughs> we were tearing it up, man. That was a that was a good good time, and yeah, we had it was a, a star studded lineup. I couldn't fit all the names in the uh, the tweet. Like I had to like it was just like all the names, and then it just turned. In, and I had I couldn't add any like they were here on the show. <laughs> I just had to like I don't know. It was crazy, man. But yeah, we gave away some cool stuff. I think Chase Vernon was the big winner. I don't know if uh, he won the. Uh, Arizona Cardinals mini helmet. Uh, Larry Monkey signed Arizona Cardinals mini helmet. I don't know if you had heard about that, Dingus. Well, I'd rather have a Larry Monkey signed helmet than a Kyler Murray signed helmet. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, man. So yeah, good good times. Birthday show was fun. I don't know, dude. But what was not fun was our first guest on the birthday show was was Dynasty Outhouse, and the reason I bring him up 
is because in our Dynasty Hot Sauce FC Eliminator, uh, I don't know what happens in an outhouse. Well, I, I can tell you what doesn't happen in an outhouse. I think, he's, I think the outhouse stunk a little bit. <laughs> the outhouse stunk. You can't do this in an outhouse, but this is what's going to happen to outhouse right now, baby. See you later, buddy. There he goes. Right down the drain. Right into the loser pipe. Dynasty outhouse. Okay. Well, you know, we actually have another to flush because last week oh. on the birthday show, nothing had been uh, pay, nothing had been finished as far as the week goes, and oh. we did not flush last week's loser. Well, who might that have been? I believe it was Greggles. Was it Greggles? Greggles. Greggles. You know what? And I'm happy to flush Greggles down the toilet because Greggles, who is in our Dynasty Trades HQ. 16-team PPR Superflex tight end premium league who has a shitty team, and he's fighting for a, the number one overall pick. He just defeated me. A big upset. I was 8-3. and three. Now I'm 8-4. and four. Thanks to Greggles, who was 3-8. and eight. Fuck Greggles. Well, there you go, buddy. That's what you deserve. That's what you get for kicking my ass this week. You are out without out. <laughs> what an interesting year for standings in general. There's a couple leagues. I'm like eighth. I'm eighth in one league with the most points for. Third, I'm in like seventh in another league with the third most points for. My my IDP eliminator that we did we raised money with autism for. I've got like the worst team in there, and I I'm always the second worst team every week. So I keep avoiding elimination somehow with this horrible roster, but there's always that one team that the score is like five left points. I mean, I keep advancing every single week. <laughs> I know somebody that's like that, story. actually. That's the story <laughs> of my entire Eliminator season so far, and it's been great. So, he came um, in second again. He came in, he, he comes, he's a bottom two guy every single week. Every week. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's like playing with house money, right? There's no expectations for you to win because you know it's, this is going to run out at some point. You do have the worst team in the league, but you're like house money, so you just got to sit back and relax, and you log in on Thursday or Wednesday night. You're like, oh, crap, I'm still in it. Unbelievable, man. So, yes, Justin, and speaking of the, the, the wacky season that you, were just, that you were just talking about, Justin it was in the middle of a tank um, in the beginning of the season. Now he's full-on tank. Uh, the run DFF tank tracker is now full steam ahead. He just got doubled up on, doubled up and a half on. I think the score was like 244 to 100 um, this past week. And Justin, who goes 3-0 and to open up the season, is now just in a free fall to where he wants to be. The run DFF tank tracker! <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful day it was. You know, I alluded to it earlier. Um I lost, which is important because I do have a shitty pick this year and I'm trying to make it as bad as possible. And where that comes in hand is Greggles did take down our man Larry Monkey, which, you know, Larry's locked into a playoff spot. Points and standings, you're good. You're going to get a wild card. You're out of the running probably for the uh, for your division championship. But you're going to get in, so it's fine. You know, even with all the shitty injury luck you've had. Now, Greggles was sitting on the 103, and I was in the 104. Same record, but he, of course, had like 250 less points or something. He now has one more win than I do, which puts me at the 103. And I got that 101 in my back pocket over here as long as, long as that team can keep losing. I own the 101 as well. So the 101, 103, and a couple mid-firsts, I'm stoked. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this because I don't need a quarterback. Well, I was listening to the Dynasty Nerds. I don't know if I caught a tweet by them or something, but I went to like a, a, an episode ago or two episodes ago, and they did they did a 2021 mock draft where they had they had done one and they were going over it. Superflex leagues. There was like there was like six quarterbacks in the first round. Funny you mentioned that. So with IDP guys there, Nate and Joey and uh, Johnny and all those guys over there, we actually put out a, a a draft guide every year. We started last year was our first one, kind of like a shotgun wedding style. We got it going around January to have it produced by right after the draft. So this year we made sure to I'm on top of things right now. And you're absolutely right. You got about six quarterbacks that could go in the first round of the NFL draft from Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. 
Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask has been outstanding for Florida. All these guys can go in the first round of the NFL draft, which means there's draft capital invested in them. And that's what you want when you're looking for your fantasy, especially the super flex league. Um, I, I was laughing hard last year. I was getting Justin Herbert at the back end, like 110, 112, yeah. early second in super flex last year. Uh, if you look at our draft guide, I actually had Justin Herbert above Joe Burrow in my rankings. And lots of people thought I was high, and I probably was, but that's not the right. point. The point is I had Justin Herbert ahead of Joe Burrow. And I think you have to almost go with that quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback in a super flex, you're going to be going and relying on a Philip Rivers, Daniel Jones type uh, combination, which I do not trust that in my fantasy playoffs if I'm ever getting into a contention here, right? So right. I think you have to get that quarterback, get that quarterback early, especially when you're looking at some of these guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. You almost have to get them or trade out of that 101 and get a, a good ransom where you're getting a solid quarterback and some other pieces to move back in the draft a little bit. So I'm in a league where I have five first round picks next year. Decent building blocks. I have Pat Mahomes and, you know, I just have a nice core of like young guys and stuff and the five first round picks. Are you taking a, a first round quarterback and holding them and just drafting over an ETN and uh, in a super flex league? Are you are you just going quarterback, 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 quarterback? Because it's a it's a 12 team league. I understand the value of quarterbacks increases greatly with league size, but. Uh, your traditional 12-team super flex league, if I have two or three quarterbacks, am I taking a quarterback in the fourth? If ETN goes, so say it goes Lawrence Fields, ETN, are you are you jumping on a quarterback at fourth pick, 1-4? If, if it goes Lawrence Fields and then ETN, I'm definitely – I got Najee Harris above ETN. Okay. And – I would definitely go Lawrence and Fields, I think, have to be one and two because I yep. think you're going to see them end up with the Jets, obviously. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to have some good pieces there if that's where he ends up with Denzel Mims. By the way, go out and get Denzel Mims at your trade deadline because his value is only going to get better going into next season. Uh, Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, so um, Brashad Perryman, he's got some pieces to work with Trevor Lawrence. And oh, Justin wait. Fields, he's got some good pieces there in Jacksonville too. Uh, Chris Conley, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel. Uh, James Robinson. So there's some good, solid pieces. for These are not just quarterbacks coming in to a bad situation. Now, the offenses aren't great, but there is talent around them. Uh, as far as Travis Etienne, I think he's very, as talented as he may be, I think he's very dependent on the scheme, probably more so than the other running backs, more of a zone scheme kind of guy. Wow. So I'm not too big on him. And the reality is the running backs behind Najee Harris, I think – you got Devo uh, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. And then after that, kind of Chubba Hubbard, he's been dropping down a little bit too. So I don't think I'm looking running back. If I don't go quarterback, if I don't grab a Mac Jones, if I don't grab a uh, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask there at that four spot, I'm right. probably turning my attention over to the wide receivers because you got some studs at the wide receiver position. Right. And saying that, if you know there's a guy who needs a quarterback, and he's picking at 106, and you're at 104, I think I would be willing, if I got quarterbacks already, to trade back a couple spots, get a couple extra picks or an extra body or something else that can help right. me out, especially in this draft, because there is some wide receivers you can go deep. Like I go my 11th wide receiver is Elijah Moore out of Mississippi, and he's a stud too, and he's climbing up the boards. Yeah. But there's a lot of depth at the wide receiver position, and – you got some potential stud tight ends coming up too. So if I'm at that 104, I don't quite think that's where I'm pulling the trigger on the third quarterback yet. I think I'm kind of looking at Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, probably in the 106, 107 range. And I think you're going to see those four all kind of go at the back end of the first. But the 104, 103 to 107, 108, I'm probably looking at wide receiver Najee Harris, that kind of range. Okay, so the, so the Harris, ETN, and then the three wideouts are just pick your poison. Yeah, and I'm fine. Like I would be comfortable continuing to move back because I think you can get uh, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, Rondell Moore, Devontae Smith, Rashad Bateman. There's yeah. some studs. You can go back. You can drop back in this draft yeah. and acquire some pieces. If you get extra, this is the draft where you get guys to throw in a second-round pick in any trade you make. You yep. want those seconds because I think there is that depth and these guys are going to pay off in the second round. Yeah, yeah. You know, all I'm thinking with 
you know, we were just talking about my tank, whatever they got going on is I, I honestly probably am not worried about uh, getting a quarterback. I have Mahomes and Murray in the 16 team super flex, but I don't have much of anything else. So thing is, I, I, so I, what I'm thinking is I'm going to probably trade both of those picks, the 101 and the 103, move back and acquire extra firsts, et cetera. Because for, if I can move back from the 101 to the 104, because Greggles needs a QB, and he really wants, you know, maybe he really wants Trevor Lawrence, and I can pick up an extra first from him or something like that. I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that in a heartbeat, uh, and maybe I can get him to throw a young player in or something as well, a Denzel Mims or something so, like that. So how many? So in your, how many quarterbacks you think would go in the first round? That to the to your point that all these guys get pushed into the second round. Like, well, how many first round quarterbacks in a rookie draft? I'm talking about fantasy, uh, dynasty, dynasty. I mean, and then we got to talk about the tight ends because if this most most superflex leagues are, are tight end premium, where does Pitts go? Uh, I think Pitts is that guy you're looking at him. Probably, I, I'd be okay taking him at one hundred eight because he's basically a wide receiver playing the tight end position. One point one point seven five tight end premium. Where are you taking Pitts? Is he? Is yeah, he I, I'm. I'm probably putting him right up there in that situation with those wide receivers. Wow. Well, uh, 106, 107, 108, that range is kind of where Pitts would be, depending on which receivers are dropping and how I feel about it. But I, I'm still a little – I know it's tight end premium. you got two th- trains of thought. You've got the I'll wait on a tight end theory, which tell me how that works out for you because after the big three again this year, we say I'll wait on a tight end. I'm going to wait yeah. on a tight end. Yeah. We preach wait on a tight end. How is that working for you? Not if you don't have that tight end, especially in a premium, <laughs> it hasn't worked out for you. So – you got that theory, but you have also know that if you draft a tight end, you're probably going to be two years out for him. It usually takes a tight end a couple yeah. more years to get up to the NFL because you got the blocking, inline blocking. They got to flex out wide. Guys like Pitts are going to have to do a lot more on the outside against guys who can actually jam them back and play defense. You got guys that are unicorns like Kyle Duggar and Jeremy Chin that just came out covering these wide receivers right. and tight ends now. So, so much more thought process has to go into these tight ends coming in. They're usually about two years out. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. If you're ever drafting a tight end as a rookie and expecting production, you're looking for it in the wrong place. But now if you say if you're trading out of your 101, 102, 103, maybe that's where you get a Darren Waller or a Travis Kelsey or someone going in on top. Yep. You get these guys who've already – been there two or three years in. They're starting to break out at the tight end position. Jonu Smith is a guy you could probably get kind of tossed in because he's been hurt. People are forgetting about him again yeah. until he gets sexy again before a season starts because you know that's how it works. It's a wave thing, right? Also, we talk about Jonu Smith as a breakout candidate like we did every year for the last two years. So, yeah, yeah. get these tight ends thrown in, especially in a premium. That's why I'm not really on board with drafting him. Like Pitts is maybe the exception. Because I think he's more of a wide receiver playing the tight end position. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. I generally will pass on the rookie, except when I get into like the fourth and fifth round, where I may be like, let me just take stabs at Cole Komet or Adam Troutman last year and guys like that. Uh, simply because at that point, I don't want the wide receiver that got drafted in the sixth round. I'd rather take the third round tight end that's dropping in drafts. I just don't care about a Quintez Cephas. You know, you know my Quintez Cephas hate, Larry, oh. but I don't care about where. And there's also, you always got to remember, there's all these guys that just like appear out of nowhere. Not They don't appear out of nowhere, but they kind of shoot up the charts as we get closer to the draft. Sure. Like Clyde was a lair last year. Was He was a, a fringe first-round, second-round pick. He landing spot brought him in a nice combine, brought him – all the way up first overall pick in most drafts. Or yeah, if you think about what we had last year with like, if you remember the early second round, it was Higgins, Mims, uh, Pittman, that kind of thing. We're yeah. in a similar we're in a similar situation this year at wide receiver, where it's eight, nine, ten deep for solid wide receivers. I mean, like really good profile receivers that are not going to be your Ty Johnsons running a four six five, or you know, you're going to find a bunch of four four five four five guys. That have legit athleticism. So, and the difference is, I think you're going to see more than just Herbert and Burrow and Tua in the yep. first round for that. Meaning, yeah. there's going to be a few extra guys on the back end. Of the right. second well, you round already had your, you already had your big two, and then Trey Lance is still being talked about. But then Mac Jones and Kyle right. Trask are jumping up up draft boards with the way they're playing. And then, of course, Zach Wilson got the early season hype that's kind of died down a little bit simply because. 
Mac Jones and Kyle Trask have been playing out of their mind in obviously the SEC. So it's just a different world if you're out there putting up Joe Burrow type numbers like Trask is. I mean, it's crazy. And we so. know there's a lot of teams that can use a quarterback right now. Right. It's yeah. not just the Jags. It's not just the Jets. There, you can go across the board. And you can see these teams. New England is a, like Mac Jones in New England almost is like a built for that whole thing. You're going to hear Mac Jones being the perfect Patriot for the next from January to draft day. You know what I mean? It's going to hey, be that's what you're going to hear. How far apart are you on Lawrence versus Fields? I'm not that far apart on, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence can do everything. He's fantastic. But Justin Fields, he's not too far beyond. Now, I do prefer Lawrence over Fields, but I think that gap for me is a lot closer than what people may think it is right now. And I think it could close in. The only thing is we're not going to get a whole lot of Ohio State games because, A, the Big Ten, there they didn't start until a little bit later. Right. They might not even play six games. They might not even become bowl eligible right now for their right. own uh, conference championship with the yeah. whole COVID thing. So, yeah. But I don't think the gap is that far. Let's talk about the Vipers, man. A, dy- a co-creator of at Dynasty Vipers. Well, we're kind of working on the website right now. Still, we uh, transferred over from Wix over to WordPress. You may be able to relate to so me and my buddy there, B Marcy, neither one of us are what I would consider intelligent. <laughs> neither one of us took any computer classes. None of us are graphic designers. None of us are web designers by any stretch. We've got the Vipercast. We've got the website. We've got a good group of guys that writes for us and uh, podcasts with us. So, And then, of course, you know what it's like. You guys have been around this for a while now, too. Playoffs. Playoffs? Uh-huh. Playoffs? SFB playoffs. Yeah, where, where you guys yeah. Let's talk about SBFX. We might as well start talking about the SBFX playoffs since I'm not going to be in them this year. Since I uh, that's not true. That is not true, my friend. Am I in the playoffs? You are the 14th wild card. You got it on points, Holmes. Did five I? And seven, five and seven, but it looks like <laughs> you are in. This is projected points wild card. So. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. Oh, this is exciting. We're both in. We're both in. Same division. We're both in the playoffs. Thing is, what division are you in? What conference? I I not sure what conference. I'm in the He-Man division. Oh, uh, I'm I in Shira. Fr- I'm Shira. Nice. I got a first round bye for week 13 projected based on again points. Yeah. Seven right. and five. I think I got the ninth most points or something. I can't remember what it worked out to, but yeah. Uh, I got a buy. It looks like right now in the first round, I had a huge week. I had the, I had the Mahomes and Hill stack. So, oh, nice! I got to check nice. my team now. I had yeah. I set just, your lineup. Set your lineup. Well, I mean, I've always set my I always I always set my lineup, uh, no matter what. And I was I was going down in flames. I had Austin Eckler was my big my big uh, pickup this mm. year. So that that should tell you how I, how most of my year went. And I drafted more rookies than anyone in an entire SFB. I've churned my roster. Always, oh, dude, I'm in kind of good shape. I got Gabriel Davis and Jefferson and Mims and Pittman. They're all starting. To, those are my weak receiving core. But I have Henry and, and Hawkinson. So then Miles yeah. Sanders and Eckler. And then I got Herbert and Mahomes. So, yeah, man, I can make some noise. Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor. If all the if all this happens, then I can make some noise. <laughs> Everything <laughs> falls into place. works out perfectly. Right. <laughs> I do want to give my my mother in law a shout out. Um, so she rolled in this past weekend, and it was obviously my birthday last week. She she stopped by this past weekend, and, and with this giant heavy box wrapped up, it was like this big box, and I unwrap it, and it's a it's an advent calendar with twenty four beers in it. Now that is an excellent advent calendar. <laughs> so oh I poke my calendar. I poke my finger in. And I pull out the cardboard and, and I just see this. And then I just pull this out. <laughs> oh, look at that. So it's like, uh, I don't even know what this is. It's like a Floritzinger Hell aus Rosenheim. So I guess it's like some type of German beer. Bavaria? German or Austrian. Bavaria is. Anyway, no, I, I don't know. I'm, so I'm going to be drinking these. In fact, this is yesterday's. So maybe I'll, you know, if we still have some time, I'll run up and grab December 2nd's beer. I should have had that too. I, 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 I want it to be like, you know what? I'm only going to have like... You know, three beers and a seltzer tonight, but uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like three beers and four shots. <laughs> no, I don't really I understand. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I'm not a, I mean, you can twist my arm to do a shot, but I'm not I'm not I'm not ordering a shot for myself at a bar. I'm just a you beer. know 
I've seen you drinking beer. You, you drink beer well enough to get buzzed without a shot. And I'll drink about two pots of coffee a day. You <laughs> <laughs> explain the hand talking all the time, but That's That's you have that like you drink so much coffee that you have this coffee mug stain yeah. on yeah, your that, face. That's a, there is a common misconception out there that this is a mustache. No, it's just <laughs> it's a giant coffee stain on his face. <laughs> I believe that's probably the first time that's ever been called a giant coffee stain. <laughs> so it's been called a lot of things. But that's that's the first time it's been that. Like, listen, two fingers, two finger stash. Look at that, maybe. Nice. How many how many uh, cigarettes do you think you could fit in there? Oh boy, I, I could probably stash at least. Well, it's funny because look at this. No one can see this, but oh. we can get right oh. up to the eyeballs. Oh, look at this guy. Look at that. You can do some tricks with that thing, huh? Yeah, it's very deceptive right now. It curls down, but I could pull that thing right up to my eyes. So, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, episode twenty-three of the Viper Cast. I lost one of our little side bets where I had to drink the Big Mac smoothie. Oh fuck! So, hey, yes, let's talk about this. Fuck. Man. So I can't remember if it was Kurt Cousins or Andy Dalton, but I said one of them. I can't remember which one it was would outperform another quarterback. I forgot it was a primetime game. That was my mistake. You never oh, bet on Andy Dalton yeah. on primetime. I took this Big Mac. I stuck it in the blender. I grabbed some strawberry oh. banana smoothie, poured that in there. I blended this thing up to nice, fine stuff, and I tried to hammer this thing back. Problem with them, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get in. I'm going to open up the throat. I used to be able to chug a pint of beer in like three seconds. You know what I mean? Like I used to be able to open the throat and down and go ziggy, 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 zig, whatever that is, and pound it. So I'm like, I'll do that with this Big Mac smoothie. I'll be I'll well. What happened is I got it up and it got caught on the mustache. <laughs> it wouldn't go in. Yeah. And, and Jesus. So it got stuck on the upper lip, but there's be some seepage coming in through the sides. So even though I was stopping it at the front gate, it was coming in through the sides where the defense wasn't quite as strong. So then all of a sudden the dry heaves start coming. And then I tried again. I, the dry heaves are coming. I got it eventually down, but there, you go look at, I think it's episode 23. It's about six, seven minutes in, and the dry heaves are just fantastic. It's worth the price of admission. Oh, fuck. No, dude. I, st I, I saw the episode advertised on Twitter, and you shared it, retweets or whatever. I want to know part of that, man. I was just like, I ain't watching that. That that's I'm like, that's kind of stuff. Is I don't I can't see somebody eat a blended up Big Mac. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and so, far that, so far, that's been the best one. Like that's been like right. the worst punishment. We've had raw egg chugging. We've had raw Holy wet God. dog food, wet dog food eating. Uh, the makeover challenge. Daughter does the makeup. Wet the next dog one. Food. Wet dog food. Yeah, it was bread. I lost that Justin. one. Too. Justin's a dog guy. Would you eat some wet dog food? No, absolutely. You, you lost your fucking mind. I'm not making a bet where you I might cut your finger off, off, or would you lose a pinky or eat a whole can of wet dog food? Oh, man, I'd have to think about that one, really. Oof. So if you take the wet dog food into tiny chunks and you break it off slowly, you'll be fine. Just don't take a, pick a big spoonful in you. That, that's what will get you on the gag again. And once you start gagging, you're done. That's sort of how it works. So our next <laughs> punishment we're talking about, we got two different ones we're talking about here. It's either the, the wet boot challenge where you put your pour your beer into your boot and you drink your beer, or we get some nice little wax, stick it up your nose with a Q-tip and pull it out. So that's kind of where we're at, the waxing your nostrils. Oh, so what happened to the the chest waxing? Okay, so uh -oh. <laughs> I, uh -oh. I had Chase, Chase Vernon on the show here. We were talking. We were going back and forth. And we were both like at maybe 1,100 Twitter followers. And we kind of threw – he kind of says – I said, uh, you know what? When dude, I five, he cares so much about his Twitter followers. It's amazing. Oh, like, yeah. like he's all about how many you know not not so much the followers themselves just the the number on his twitter page like oh he's so, that's so chase but go ahead <laughs> so i go and i throw this out here because i know <laughs> i'm never going to make this number i go i'll tell you what five thousand followers i'll sh i'll get my chest waxed that's that'll be the deal five thousand never going to happen it's taken me 10 years or something just to get to two thousand you know what i mean it was like 5,000 is not happening. And somehow he talked it into 2,000. And he kept saying 2,000, 2,000. And apparently 2,000 stuck. But he got so – he had enough beverages in him that he actually put himself into the bed too that he would – if he got to 2,000, if we got to it, he'd get his chest waxed. He had he wasn't even going to be part of the chest waxing, but he put himself in there because he had too many drinks. I think he kind of regrets that now. But now here we are, <laughs> December 11th is coming, and we're both about to get ready to get waxed. And I've got some nice – 
nice stuff going on here. Like nice. it's nice and long. It's it's like each hair is about Ooh. this long. It's oh, it's fantastic. Oh, Look at that, baby. Like a like a mustache uh, chest, right? A chest dash, yeah. So that's kind of what's going on with that. But we're like, okay, you know what? We are going to suffer. I get it. My nipples are going to bleed. It's going to happen. What the? Here's fuck? the deal. So we're like, how can we make this worth it in some way? So now we are raising money as well on the side for no kid hungry. So we're trying, and we're going to make this donation once it's all done and donate all this money to No Kid Hungry, which is to make sure kids get fed. You know, Christmas holidays are coming up. It's going to be a tough time for a lot of families, especially in this COVID world. We're like, even if we get something, it's better than nothing. So let's try and push this, try and raise a little bit of money on the side, try and find a charitable aspect to it. I said, you know what? If we hit 2000 if we hit $2,000, I will also shave the mustache if we hit 2000 So I've wow. put the mustache out there on top of the chest wax and raising a little bit of money. Uh, people enjoy my pain and suffering, so let's make it worth it for the cha- for our charity. So when your wife uh, drains the bank account, you're gonna know why. Yeah, yeah. If we hit two thousand dollars, I know exactly where it's coming from. Because <laughs> <laughs> all right, my man. So hey, who had did anybody pick up hidden? Uh, run DFF. You picked them up too, didn't you? I did. I did. Plug them in. I did. You I did. did. I play okay. So to be fair, I played him in one league where I am not trying to win another one of my tanks, and it was perfect. I had to I had to start him over Tua, and yeah. you know, and I honestly thought he would be he would get some rushing yards and whatever. So I played him at wide receiver in another league over. It was a half PPR. I played him over Mims, and that didn't obviously work out. Not that it, my team is. I have seven people on IR on a redraft team. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those stupid teams where you know mix in and switch. It's just dumb. I don't know, man. I mean, Drew Locks. I don't think he's the answer either. So Denver's going to be drafting. I mean, they have a they have the offense. All they need is with all those quarterbacks. Do you see the Broncos drafting a quarterback next year or trade perhaps trading for a uh, Darnold? I mean, I don't know. What do you what think? If they, what if they grab someone like Minshew? No, like they, they, Gardner Minshew. No, that that's not John Elway. He wants a he wants a nice. He wants some publicity. Gardner Minshew's not going to. Is that a fucking Uncle Rico joke because of the mountains? <laughs> he started Trevor <laughs> Simeon and Paxton Lynch. Are we really thinking that he just is all big name, blah, 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 blah? What, just, what are the chances that John Elway tries to outsmart himself and tries to bring in Cam Newton? Oh, well, rest in peace, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. And oh. I think he gets benched by middle of the next season. Who's that? Locke. No, Drew Locke's not going to be the quarterback next season. I don't think he's the I guy. Think he, I think I think they're going to because like, once again, he's not been he's been banged up and not been able to play a full season. You know, Elway is stubborn and wants to be right, so he'll just keep on keeping on. I don't know if you guys did any trades, but I made a I made a trade a week ago, a week ago tonight, I think. So I traded uh, in my 16 team that I'm clinging. So. To bring you up to speed, Dingus, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a, a league champion of the 16 team dynasty trades HQ league, and I lost McCaffrey for most of the year, Sutton for the whole year, Barkley, whatever. I have Lamar Jackson. I have a sick team, and I made some trades. This and that. I just made another trade, Julio Jones for Hayden Hurst and a 2022 second and a 2022 third. And you're bringing in Julio. I'm bringing in Julio. That's a win right there, man. I thought yeah. about it. I had to, I, I had to think about it because I like to. It's only a one point two five premium, by the way. But I, I don't have a backup tight. I, I don't have a backup tight end. I have Hayden Hurst and Dallas Goddard. So I actually paused before I was like, ah. Then I was like, you know what? Fucking Julio. I could probably just get rid of him for better than Hayden Hurst eventually. Uh, you know. Anyway, this guy just wants to collect picks because so that's the beauty of this sixteen team league. It's a dynasty league, so either you're in or you're out. So if you don't think you only the top four or five teams know that they have a shot and everyone else is just like, if you think that you have a shot, then you don't. And then you're fucked forever. So you have to just, I'm, this is the year that I'm going to focus on and just pick that year out and just build for around you know that. What's crazy is I know for a fact, he offered that same exact trade subbing out Hurst for MVS. So MVS a second and a third for Julio. He offered that one. And I tried to tell that person, you need to take this trade. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's a second and a third and a sixteen team. Yes, that's a blitz. I actually had messaged him because I told him 
to tell our friend Dynasty Greg <clears throat> at Dynasty after, Greg. after the trade was complete, you DM'd Sipes. No, I I got a trade offer earlier. Yes. I DM'd Sipes and told him that he's, this he's, needed to be featured on the on HQ as a hashtag trash dynasty trade offer because he tried to take the 101 from me for Julio Jones. Don't offer me Julio for the 101. Come I on. like the I like the bravado. Well, here's the thing. You have a you have a few first round picks. I don't know why he was going for the 2021 101, perhaps. But here he is. You're getting Hurst a second and a third. Sipes is getting MVS a second and a third, and and he's offering me the 101. What the Uh, hell did I do to him? Hey man, did I sleep with his mother? And I didn't even realize. (laughs) What the fuck? Did I run over his dog over the weekend? Can I catch something here? Give me a trade offer that's a smash accept. What's your uh, biggest? How many leagues you win anyway, Dingus? A lot. Uh forty-two. Holy moly! Are they all okay? So best ball versus dynasty versus redraft. How does that work? Uh, I've only got, I think, I want to say three that are best ball, and I suck at best ball. I'm horrible at best ball. Like it, it's, I, I don't know how you can be this bad at something. Really, yeah. it, it takes talent to be this bad. I would say, and of that, there's probably. Another six or seven that are probably redraft, but the rest are dynasty. So out of that 42, I'd say roughly 32 are dynasty leagues. I love rookies so much, and that's my that's my problem. That's my downfall. I spend too much time on rookies in my redraft leagues. I reach for them and whatever, and they haven't mm-hmm. popped early enough to yep. carry my record into the playoffs. So I might have a great team right now. It's too little too late, and I just got Tyreek Hilled. Um, on Sunday, which totally, if if it wasn't for him, I, I would probably sneak in as a sixth seed and maybe make some noise, uh, maybe fifth or sixth seed and maybe make some noise because I, you know, the Justin Jefferson and I, I've uh, guys that are just like popping right now. My redrafts have, have took a shit this year. Now, so uh, how many Trubisky shares do you have? And are you excited that you get to use them now? You know what? I I, I love Trubisky, man. I, I'm a truther. I really am a truther. This last week was his first loss of the season. It was. No matter how you crack it up. So he's only right. got one L under his belt this year. But they, I feel I want to put most of the blame on Nagy. When he came in, Trubisky was mostly moving the pocket, scrambling, and using his legs to open up the passing game. And then Nagy's like, you know what? No, we're going to be a – we're going to be a pocket passer here. We're going to sit in the pocket. And then we wonder why our offense is struggling. Where Trubisky is successful, he's not going to be confused with Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. That was still a mistake. Let's call it what you want. Hindsight's uh, everything, right? You can't dwell on that past. But if you use him properly, he could be very similar to a Josh Allen style where he's producing from a fantasy perspective with his legs. And if he starts to produce with his legs, he's got a good enough arm with Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller. He's got some weapons in place. Tariq Cohen next year when he comes back. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to give, be given that opportunity with that offense. Yeah. But he's a guy I think he's got a lot of good qualities about him. I just think you need to move the pocket with him in it. At this point, though, you might be looking at a situation where it's too late. You know, the NFL has seen enough that that nobody's going to give him a – he's going to have to take a, a low-end backup job, to be honest. I mean, he, he may have to go the Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston route here. Well, he's going to end up – I think he might end up in the RG3 route, and that's even worse. RG3 started. Kendall Hinton started a game this year. Uh, we could go on and on. There, there's going to be an opportunity for quarterbacks at some point. Maybe next year is going to be different than this year, but I think Trubisky – you're looking at Trubisky versus Foles versus uh, whomever the Bears may be bringing in. I don't know. We talk about that 2021 class outside of Lawrence and Fields. I don't know if there's a quarterback that can step into that Bears lineup and get the Bears winning right now. And if A-Rob uh, leaves, they're missing a uh, wide receiver one. You're right. There was that crazy report that I seen come across Twitter. I can't remember who it was or who defunct it. But there's the Bears may not even franchise Allen Robinson because of cheaper right. options out there, like an AJ Green they could bring in for a lot cheaper than Allen Robinson on a franchise. I right. think that'd be another boneheaded mistake if that's the route he yeah. chose to go. So it sounds like it's exactly what the Bears would do. So. It, that's why I'm not putting it out of the possibilities, right? Right. There, are, I'm in. A, I'm in. I don't know. 
I don't even remember. Uh, maybe like 15 dynasty <laughs> leagues, just say. I don't know. I have I have my leagues that I like that I have like front and center that I get, get into. I got Tyree killed in two of those leagues. And there are leagues that, that I needed. I needed the win in both of them. And I was cruising to the win in both of them. And I ended up being blown out of the water as a result of he got 72 points in one of these leagues. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Tyree kill. I, I mean, Tyree I get it, man. Kill. I get it. He's a great. Uh, fuck. And he got 200 yards in the first half. I Tyree killed a guy. Thought he was Derrick Henry and me. But anyway, yeah, Tyree kill. In this, uh, oh god, this league. I mean, I'm gonna get in the playoffs. I'm gonna get in the playoffs, but still, it's just like, dude, come on, man. Really, 72 points, bro. So yeah, well, Tyree Kill brought me back from the ashes, and then uh, I was dreading this game today. I was completely dreading this game because, of course, you had RG3 going, and you were oh. trying to chase down Greggles in that league where I just desperately wanted Greggles to win. In your leagues, is there that one guy? that sends you so many shitty offers that you absolutely refuse to trade with no matter what the trade is. So yeah, Larry, I, 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 t- <laughs> <out of> here. <laughs> so I, I Tyreek Hill my way to a playoff spot this week and uh, we can still make trades. So the guy goes up and he's got, he's, he's probably the number two seed overall. There's really, it's a two team race and I ain't in that race. And he goes, what do you want for Tyreek Hill? I go, you can't afford him. Don't even try. He goes, well, I'll offer you uh, – here comes the shitty offer. I'll give you uh, Christian McCaffrey plus for Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and, uh, uh, James, and James Robinson. I go, yeah, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't even take Christian McCaffrey for Tyreek Hill right now. He goes, you're high. I said, why? It's the number one receiver in the league. Why would I trade the number one receiver for a guy who's not even be able to help me next week? <laughs> I commissioned a dynasty league and I have some home redraft guys in the league. So it's a brand new, it's, it's a 12 team brand new guy type of dynasty league and the trade, they, they don't get the trade value. So yeah, I get the dumb trades all the time. And I hate every time I get a trade, I just assume it's going to be terrible. That's just how I go into it. Um, me and Shane Manila have a good trading relationship because we will send each other the trash trade, but now we know that, Hey, who I like, it was, it's, it's just like a tap on the shoulder. Like the trash trade is a tap on the shoulder. That's all it is. Some people are dead serious for the people that really want to trade. It's a tap on the shoulder. So basically your, your shitty trade offers. You guys send each other. You're like little kids on the playground. One's a boy. One's a girl. You go run up to Shane, pull his pigtails. It's kind yeah. of, I'm just trying to get your attention. I like <laughs> you. I want to be with you. Let's make a trade. trade offers. Yeah. I want to throw some sad in your face, but that means that's like a kiss. <laughs> let's make a train <laughs> eerily accurate eerily accurate uh, yes that's how it works man then, then i know all right, all right you want to dance like it's almost like he's asking me to dance so i'm like so shane will send me or i'll send him one i'll send me one and and we've made a lot of trades together so and it's just like okay boom boom, boom. and they've started with the, the shittiest trade and then we've always we just work our way up the ladder and then we meet halfway and you know, the, the song is over and we bid our goodbyes and then we when we dance again at another later date. You know, Justin will time travel and and meet us at the, the next dance. I'm a big Nick Whalen fan and um, he posted a, a, tri- a poll tonight. Who would you rather have? Diggs, Mike Thomas or Mike Evans? Michael Thomas or Mike Evans? They're all 20, 27 years old. So, I mean, I feel like it's an easy one. So, like, a, it's a Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas. No brainer. What do you think? You'd rather have Diggs? Or Evans, Mike Evans. It's not a no-brainer for you guys? Not a no-brainer for me. Because who's going to be the quarterback in New Orleans? What are you, the recency bias guy? Come on. No, because I've always been the who's going to be the quarterback in New Orleans. I was always worried about Kamara. You could probably go back about a year and a half on my tweets on that. Because if Taysom Hill is the quarterback in fucking New Orleans next year. There's no way he's going to be the quarterback. But somehow they're winning games, and that's that's all Sean Payton cares about. I mean, it's the weirdest Dude, thing. Jason Hill's like a poor man's Ray Lucas. They must hate Jameis Winston because he hasn't even seen the field. He's a good dancer post game, though. You know what? You asked me this question before the 2020 season kicks off, and I would go, no doubt, Mike Thomas. With all things being equal, age, et cetera, et cetera, quarterback is the key. One quarter, one receiver has Tom Brady. The other has Drew Brees, who's got a collapsed lung. 
The other's got Josh Allen, who he's married to for the next few years, and an offense that's kicking in more and more. So Diggs is the answer. To hear the feedback on the poll, which was sent at 8.30 tonight. So this is almost almost two hours old. It's an hour and 45 minutes old. Who would you rather own in Dynasty? They're all 27 years old. Stefan Diggs, 45%. Michael Thomas, 48%. Mike Evans, 7%. Yeah, because no one can get rid of Mike Evans. I think it's not. I think that's about accurate. It's going to be somewhere. It's close between Thomas and Diggs. I just think that the quarterback situation. But now, on top of it, I think if we're talking dynasty trades, I think if you have Michael Thomas and you trade for Stefan Diggs, I think you can get a little extra back, like a second round pick. Yep, you should get plus. Which is why, especially if if I get to choose based on value, I really want Diggs. Because just like Dingus said, you get that second on top. Digs and a second from Michael Thomas is what you're saying. Yeah, sure. I'm deal. I'm smashing. Now, you know, if, especially if you prefer Digs over Thomas, if you can get the the a little bit on top of Digs, it's it's you know icing on the cake. Well, see, you know, the other night I was on with uh, Outhouse and Scott Sidlow, and we were talking about receivers that you'd want more than you know DJ Moore, and Diggs was on that list, and it was a no-brainer. Diggs, his his stock has really solidified based on Josh Allen's progression as a passer. You know, he has become a legitimate NFL passer, and the fact that he's locked into that offense, and and he's a good receiver. You know. He's getting Do you remember when we were talking about the Saints just a couple of years ago, how proficient their offense was? Well, you've got that in Buffalo right now with a younger quarterback. And that's what I'm saying. You've got that offense. You got Cole Beasley. Make fun of him all you want. John Brown. When John Brown's in there, Smokey. We're, we're a Cole Beasley podcast. Yeah, but when John Brown's in that lineup, both Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs' production actually increases right. because of the deep threat. What do you got right now in New Orleans? Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Traquan Smith, who we haven't seen, Jared Cook. Yes, opportunity and targets are get funneled to Michael Thomas, but there's no threat anywhere else. Buffalo has the man, Cole Beasley, dropping those lit uh, lyrics every once in a while. <laughs> You've got John Smokey Brown going out there. If they can get themselves a tight end, I'll tell you yeah. what, this is a very dangerous offense because they've got Moss and Singletary. Yep, Diggs over Thomas. We're saying it here. No, you know, well, you know the Hot Sauce Pod has an Instagram account. I don't know if you follow Instagram. So tell the people where they can find you, where they can That's find Justin's the man because he always, man, we're always on the railroad tracks. We never, we well, we veer off, but we never fall off the tracks right, we'll entirely. The and then right. we come back, yeah. Um, I have no idea where we are on Instagram, actually. <laughs> You're gonna make me open the Instagram that I Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod, one word, Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod, and yep. I, and and the Hot Sauce Pod follows everyone who follows them. Same with Twitter. If you follow the Hot Sauce Pod on Twitter, boom, you'll get an instant follow back, or at least maybe a day or two later. So I don't know, baby. I think we should wrap it up. The Dynasty Vipers creator. Where are you headed right now? Give us a little plug as to where you're about to go. I'm actually heading over to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast at 1030 Eastern Wednesdays. You can check us out there all the time where we do a quick little preview of the week that's coming up. Uh, kind of like we call them Viper Strikes. We spend about five minutes on each matchup, give you the little news and notes that you need to know going to your matchup. Uh, me, Kelvin, and Hobby, and we bring in Jeff there as our kind of an injury expert. He gets you that information before Sleeper ever will. So you want to make sure to check out Jeff. He's one of the hottest risers among, uh, what do you call it, Dr. Twitter on fantasy football. He's he's coming hot. He's coming hot. He does stuff there with Ray over at Destination Devi. Nice. You can catch him about everywhere. He's fantastic. Um, obviously, the website as well. If you go to uh, Twitter, go to my Twitter handle, at Dingus4. I've got a pinned tweet there that you can go and donate to our uh, little charity thing event we got going on. So you can definitely go hit that up, at Dingus4. It's for No Kid Hungry. It's and uh, We are tentatively booking December 11th for the chest waxing. So you're going to want to tune in for that because, full disclaimer, uh, do not let your children watch if you do not like to hear foul language because i'm confident chase is going to scream like a little girl justin's already been to your podcast that you're about to record because he was he's been in and out traveling through the future you, it's going to be amazing when you guys actually get to see it it's going to be amazing <laughs> yes. you know what the funny thing is i never watch or listen to my own podcast so I, I can't really say anything about that because quite frankly 
I don't even know why 2,000 people follow me because I don't even like me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> I don't like to listen to me or anything like that. So I appreciate every single person who wants to spend time. Appreciate the invite coming on here to talk. It doesn't even feel like we were talking football. That's the best part about it. <laughs> when, you, when you can do a whole show and like feel like you didn't even talk football, you're just bullshitting with your buddies, that's where you got it. You know what I mean? That's the show. That is perfect. That's what we try and aim for with the Dynasty Vipers. We wanted to kind of get a get group of people together, just like you'd go to the pub with and talk football and just have a good old time. That's kind of where we want to be with it. So check that out. we got some things coming down on the actual website, DynastyVipers.com. We're, uh, it's up. It's not quite ready. Uh, we've got some things in the background that I need to get some smarter person than me in there on, but we're <laughs> definitely doing things. Uh, try to, I'm trying to get some other little bits and pieces there. Do but it, yeah, we have lots and lots to go. And I'm going to start writing again here shortly because it's just about time for the IDP guys rookie draft magazine as we wow. are gearing up for that. So last year we did 122 profiles. I wrote 54 of them. So I was pretty much worn out for about eight months after the fact. But we're coming in hot again. Better project this year than last year. So nice, stay tuned dude. for that as well. That's exciting, bro. And you're killing it, man. I'm excited that you came on tonight. I'm pumped. I'm like ready, baby. I'm ready for another round of applause. It's not very often. I'm like the least person ever to pump or talk about me. You know what I'm saying? But now I've actually got, oh, and head over to Viridian Global. We've got some Dynasty Vipers t-shirts. You can go check that out. we got some stuff. That, nice. we got t-shirts coming in. we got okay. charity events going on. Uh, once the playoffs kick in, we always run our playoff pool. You're going to want to check that out. And last year, I think we donated. There's a member in our community. That was, so the year before, we usually do the Toys for Tots, a huge donation towards them. Half the winnings kind of go there, and then we spread out the rest of the money. Last year, there was a member of our community that was hurting at the time. We took all the the good chunk of that money and we gave it to them because they needed it at that time. So we always got that charity aspect to our show. And you know what? You cool. talked about your birthday special last week. You had probably the, one of the most charitable people in the industry on your show and Scott fish. Yeah. And I think a lot of us strive to be like that. And I think he sets a good example. It kind of funnels down through the community. Right. So yeah, in the totally. famous words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. And on that note, thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast.